0: Welcome to The Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan, and I will be your host. Man, this place is packed and busy. Can we actually record a podcast here? That was the first thought coming through our heads when we entered the Kraftwerk cell now in Zurich, which went from being an electricity plant to a co-working and meeting space. Here we will be meeting Nicola Burer, the CEO of Digital Switzerland, which is an association that aims to make Switzerland a leading digital innovation hub. Nicola is a very busy man. He has to connect corporate CEOs and politicians, but also startups and SMEs. So it's no surprise that when we arrived, he was still busy on a phone call. But thankfully, that gave us more time to set everything up and check out the cool space we were in. It looked beautiful. It was absolutely huge and there were ship containers stacked on top of each other that serve as meeting rooms, offices and phone booths. I highly encourage you to google Craftware Excel now and have a look at the spot yourself or if you're around just come by and have a coffee here. After a couple of minutes we had set up, Nicola entered the room and the interview started right away. Before we get started with the episode, I would like to introduce you to SPB Startup. If you think that your company is a good fit for the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them or learn more about their startup programs at spbstartup.com. Nicola, a very warm welcome to the Swiss Pruner Show. It's great to have you here today for the Q&A session about incubators and accelerators. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward we already start with this first question coming from Cedric Waldburger and he asks what's the difference between an accelerator and an incubator good question from Cedric by
1: the way a great serial entrepreneur I have to mention it absolutely I, yeah. I think the um, an acceleration as I can see it is more short phase when you want to go in a new industry in a new market for a short you know time a couple of weeks a month it's from a typical an acceleration in a program with a beginning and with an end. Mm -hmm. An incubation is for me more something maybe before starting, you're looking for co-founders, you have a need, an idea, you're coming from a corporate environment and you're looking for support more on the midterm. I will call it incubation. In my opinion, there is no universal definition as of today, but it's the way I see it. I think that's
0: a good approach, uh, how to handle these definitions. And Danik asked, are they worth the commitment and distraction? Because if you sign up for such a program, there's usually also a trade-off that you make, you know, like your time, your resources that you allocate to this program. So in general, the question, is it worth it? Uh,
1: for me, it's, the answer is very clear. It's a great question. It's like everything in life. And as a startupper, you have only two things. You might have money and you have your time. And that's the same for an accelerator incubator, it's worth your engagement. So if you engage, like in everything you do, if you engage perfectly, if you really want to get something out of it, you will get something out of it. If you go a bit like as a tourist, you aren't sure if it will bring you something, uh, it's not worth doing it. So it's really important to get engaged yourself with clear
0: objectives, what you want to reach out until the end of the program. So this is a perfect gateway to the next question, um, also coming in over Instagram. When does it actually make sense to participate in such a program? Like what would be good examples of having a clear goal or a clear purpose when it actually makes sense uh, to participate in such a program? So I'll give you two examples. So one might be a foreign company wanted to enter the
1: Swiss market. Mm-hmm. Switzerland has the highest density of corporates worldwide, we should not forget. Yeah. So for many European or even extra European companies, if they want to reach out to corporates in the Swiss market, as you know, it B2B sales. It's horror. So one of the ways to accelerate is entering the market might be through an acceleration program. So for them, it makes sense if you want to enter a new market. In this example, Switzerland. Another example for a Swiss company, if I would like to go to Silicon Valley, for example, uh, of course, I can... Ask my friends, you know, some VC, Swiss VC. And another way to going to Silicon Valley is Knuckedador of Y Incubator or Plug and Play as an example is, you know, the biggest one because you want to go to the most famous ones, of course. So for me, one concrete example is entering a new market is a very good way of doing it's an acceleration. It's this one. Another one might be entering a new industry, you know, maybe within your market or in Europe, you have some specific accelerator, Uh, also in Switzerland, F10 is one of them for fintech. So if you have some ideas, you have a small team, a great team at the beginning, you might want to go in a fintech accelerator in this example. For me, the best cases, uh, at least for the accelerators, is industry or new market. Yeah,
0: I think that's a very good strategic approach to the whole uh, discussion. And Helva Helena also asks: Are there certain business types that have a bi- a bitter, a higher success rate, basically, uh, than others uh, joining such a program? I think most of you need to be so business types.
1: I believe you need to be very, extremely open-minded. You need to to want to be coached. You know, if you're coaching resistance, just don't go in such a program. It's important. It's the same, by the way, with investors. If you if you don't want to be coached by angels or VC, like you know everything, it's not going to work. So it's really the first mindset. Be open-minded, want to be coached, want to learn something, and be ready to change completely your business plan because as always in a startup, you are wrong somewhere and this is the aim you want to reach out. So really it is... Uh, wanted to learn huh? and want to improve, I think it's a
0: very important mindset. Mm-hmm. If you're not there yet, don't go in such a program. Is this also sort of linked to the stage that you're in? So does such a program make more sense for very early stage startups or does it also make sense to participate in such a program if you're already a bit a later stage startup? I think so between
1: very early stage and maybe Series A until Series B, maybe it makes sense. Again, don't forget if you want to go to Hong Kong, to Singapore or Silicon Valley, you might be post-Series A or B mm-hmm. and it still makes sense yeah. to go there. Of course, for everything early stage, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Series C, you have reached 50 millions. You don't need them anymore. You have so many of VCs or family offices and they will accelerate you. That's their
0: role somewhere uh, in investing in your company. And also, you know, just in general, like you also give something, your time and your resources. So obviously the question from entrepreneurs also is, what do I actually get in return? So what do accelerators and incubators deliver to you as a startup? I mean,
1: really bad answer for me. I'm sorry, it depends on which program. Important is really you want to know what you, what you want. Do you want access to corporates? Do you want access to investors? Do you want access to a new market? So you just want to start and be successful and raise the first million. Are you looking for co-founders maybe? Are you looking for a CTO? Are you looking for best practice with other startups because this is your first startup and you're a bit cautious, you know? You really want to know what you're looking for. If you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know where to go. So I think it's the first point. And after that, I would screen the markets. And depending on what you're looking for, you might find the answer. Of course, always the alternative is having a, a great co-founding team, have it, having maybe great angels or first VC mm-hmm. and doing it on your own. It's mm-hmm. not a question. It's what most of the startups are doing and maybe you're also failing, by the way. Right. Uh, and going to an accelerator is, of course, not a guarantee for succeeding. No question about that. But I think it's, you can get what you're looking for if, if you really look for a specific topic. Uh, again, I repeat, uh, going to, to Fintech, going to Switzerland, and Silicon Valley, you might find it.
0: Or not, but you really have to screen the market depending on your objective. So be very specific and do your homework, basically, to be best prepared and understand what you're exactly looking for. I think that's a good key message.
1: Absolutely. Now, there are currently in Switzerland, let's take this example, maybe between 10, 15 accelerators mm-hmm. and uh, quite a lot of incubators. By the way, some co-working space. Have also a kind of incubator wall. So there is no universal definition. There is no an accelerator in Bern for climate. You know? So there you will find some peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. If you go to Mass Challenge in Lausanne, you will find 70 startups. So here you go very broad, which is also interesting because you meet a lot of people in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Kickstarter accelerator, the one here, it's rather series A, series B, a bit more later stage. And you know you will find people here who are in the same situation. They have already raised money. They have a team. They're going to the next level. You know, so you have to look. And F10, as an example, is only fintech. Base Lounge in Basel is only biotech, life science, digital health. So you really have to, to know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And if you know and if you have this open mind, uh, then you might, you might be successful in such
0: a program. Sounds great. And also a bit of a controversial topic coming from Izimna, she actually initiated the whole thing by just writing us a question about where do I find the best accelerators, I need some guidance there, and then we basically set up this Q&A session based on her input. She asked, is it really like, is it not just a a secure home for uh, entrepreneurs that, you know, don't really go anywhere, but just spend some time drinking coffee and so on? So basically, you know, from the outside perspective, um, when you look at accelerator startups, sometimes you could get the impression, oh, they are just drinking coffee all day. They are doing meetings, but they are actually not developing their startups and acquiring new customers. So it's very simple. If they are doing that, they will fail. These
1: guys. <laughs> and if I would be the chef of one of these incubator or accelerator, I hope to identify it and uh, fire him, fire them as soon as possible. There might be some of them. Agreed. But don't forget, you will find also these kind of guys outside of accelerators or incubators. And actually, now there is a hype, let's face it. Yeah. There is a fantastic hype around the startup topic. So many new startups every year, so many new VCs. So there is an inflation. And as always, in such a period of time, there might be huge success, but there will be many people who will fail. It. And these guys who are unsecured, Uh, Yeah, they will fail also if they don't really work very hard in an accelerator so. And to be honest, five years ago maybe it was a bit more the case Mm -hmm. because an accelerator was a kind of new product. Right now, if I look at accelerators and incubators, they are much more professional. They know what they have to do. They have some track records. Mm -hmm. And not only in Switzerland, also Europe or worldwide. And um, they will get rid of these kind of guys quite quickly. I think, because they know uh, they cannot afford this kind of uh, coffee drinkers. (laughs) So that's a good development. Yeah, I think it's getting professional, the market for sure. Great. And also you see that the offering in Switzerland, you see many different kind of accelerators, incubators. Mm -hmm. Some incubators take equity, some others won't. Uh, So there is a market. This is a market, of course, which is nice. It's part of the
0: ecosystem. Let's also focus on, on some Swiss-specific questions. Um, Cedric also asked, which famous Swiss companies have been part of an incubator or accelerator program? So maybe,
1: I don't know if this is the most famous one, Lobster, who was last year at the Kickstarter accelerator, mm-hmm. has raised this year 20 millions. Typically, post-Series A, pre-Series B, after the Kickstart, they have now raised the 20 millions. Is it thanks to Kickstarter or not? I don't know, but I think it's maybe the most famous one. They already have a good valuation, I guess, and I hope they will get bigger. And they are covering a very interesting topic of education technology. Mm -hmm. There are some others. If you look at uh, the top 100 awards this year, Vilot was also uh, at the kickstart. Mm -hmm. Apix was also there, Sonect. So uh, there are some of them, and I think it will come in the next couple of years to see more of them. As of today, we don't have yet a unicorn uh, who's been part of an incubator or accelerator uh, maybe in the next
0: couple of years. Um, I think the yet is a very important point there. Hopefully that will change soon. Absolutely. Then uh, enough, enough of that. Shin asked, where do I find incubators for young entrepreneurs in Switzerland? Do you have any recommendations, you know, websites or just other resources to look for these programs? Where can you find them? So one web page with everything on it doesn't exist as of
1: today. In Switzerland, this is, by the way, a topic we're always talking about here at Digital Switzerland with many partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is not. No, you will find uh, different pages, maybe on Startup Ticker, maybe on startup.ch. On our page, you will find an overview of the 10 accelerators, but not the incubators. You will have to look a bit around uh, you will
0: find some pages with, with some of them. But the one I've mentioned will be a good start. And maybe in general, is there a good overview from your perspective? You know, basically, what are the best programs in Switzerland? I know you already mentioned them in different questions, but maybe you can just give us uh, like your top five, for example, of uh, incubator or accelerator programs.
1: So as of today, there is no labels or ranking or whatever. In our accelerator program, We have uh, 10 of them. And if you look at incubators also, there are maybe 10, 20 in Switzerland. It's again, depending on your topic. Mm -hmm. There there are some small ones, but very high quality, like the one about climate in Bern. Uh, Is it good? Is it not good? It's not a question. It's it's focused on a topic. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a lot about the people to people at the end of the day. It's a fragmented market yet. It's a not very transparent market yet. I think it will develop in the next couple of years to become more transparent. And the best way I will recommend to you is uh, get in touch, get in touch with these guys, uh, visit them, look where they are and, um, and look at the market and you will have to decide yourself. It's also a lot about uh, these human to human connections. Mm-hmm. I still believe
0: uh, with the program
1: uh, owners of incubators or accelerators.
0: So also do your due diligence to a certain degree. Would you also recommend to talk to other startups that went through that exact same program? Very good question. It's a no-brainer. It's like
1: getting investors. Do your own due diligence. You know? Look to them, ask all the startupers if they are great guys. And that's exactly the same with accelerators and incubators. I would do uh, quite a deep due diligence to make sure. Uh, it's like getting new investors it, it's a it's a it's a strong engagement when you go in such a program. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you're going to the right one. Absolutely. So do 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 a due diligence is a very good uh, way of doing it.
0: Great. Then Daniel Koss asked, why would I prefer a Swiss incubator over the giants like Y Combinator, for example? You know, it's if if I'm a Swiss company and I want to go international.
1: Let's face it, I would rather go for an international incubator. Yeah. or Um, um, or accelerators. I think you have to go for a program which brings you something you don't have today. That's the simple answer. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's maybe not worth the time you will engage. Uh, So many Swiss startups, if they are young ones or if you need access to Swiss corporates, Mm -hmm. you can stay here. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to Silicon Valley or Singapore, then go to Scandinavia. There are so many of them. There are more than 500 or 1000 in the world then go abroad. You have to go abroad to such uh, a program. So I think it's really depending if you're looking for something here, but otherwise as a Swiss startups, uh, you really have also to analyze uh, foreign uh,
0: players, definitely. Before we continue with the show, we would like to let you know that we will be hosting our next Swisspreneur Life event on November 7th. We'll be having a fireside chat with Sophie Hundetmark where we'll talk about how to successfully implement chatbots for your business. Of course, there will also be food, drinks and enough time to network. The event is co-organized with Birozuri and takes place on the evening of November 7th in Zurich. Visit our website www.swisspreneur.org to learn more and book your free ticket. We hope to meet you there in person. would you say that there is a Y-Combinator equivalent in Switzerland or something that gets close to it? Good question. I think
1: Kickstarter is developing very well. Uh, as I said, a bit more later stage, Mass Challenge is also a great program uh, we have. Uh, and then the others are a bit more focused, so smaller, but a very high level, high quality, the F10, Base Lounge, etc. It's, we, we're not there yet, but again, as I've as I seen on the market right now in the last uh, two or three years, it's getting very professional. Mm-hmm. And, and also accelerators, as I said, because it's a market, they need revenue streams. In order to operate, they will have to get more professional uh, and better over time. And many accelerators are also, and incubators are slowly looking at second-time entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I think it's the next wave. Not only going for first-time entrepreneurs, and young entrepreneurs, but you want the second-time entrepreneurs. Success rate is uh, higher, yeah. if not much higher. Yeah, the stats are pretty clear uh, on that. And you want to get this guy also in your program. So that's the next wave
0: of accelerators slash incubators mm-hmm. uh, in the next years. And we will see what will happen. Is there already one that focuses on second-time entrepreneurs in Switzerland? I think they're all talking about it. Okay. Uh, Hopefully, it will come soon. Okay.
1: Uh, I know kickstarters they have maybe the advantage a bit more later stage. Mm-hmm. Some of the founders are right. already doing their second or third company, yeah. so it's
0: already a kind of second time entrepreneur. Right. But it's not per se a focus that you say only second time or plus entrepreneurs? Not yet.
1: Or not as I know. Uh, not as I know. Uh, yeah. but, uh, not that yet. changes not quickly. Yet. Yeah, not yet. It might change quite soon. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be a very
0: interesting development. Mm-hmm. You also talked about the business model of such programs. Maybe you can also give us some background because you said, you know, they need to have some revenue streams. But most of the time, the startups are not the ones that can give you these revenue streams as a program, right? So they probably need some partnerships, sponsors. Can you also walk us a bit through the business model behind such a program? Absolutely. So for every
1: incubator or accelerators, you don't earn so much money from startups. It's not the objective. You rather spend money for the startups <laughs> at the end of the day, stipends and everything. Right. Uh, you get the money from partner sponsors. So you have to look again at which verticals you would like to cover. So also mm-hmm. the big programs, they have some verticals, which one you cover and you're looking for partners. It's business. Uh, it's a partnership business. And uh, big corporates, it might be also cantons, it may be foundations, and, and, from, and, and to them, you have to offer something. So very often, what you do is you bring them together uh, with the startups. So on one side you have the partners, on the other side you have the startups, and it might be a win-win situation in the best case because the big partners they need innovation, and the small guys who has innovation they need customers, they need partners. So that's the win-win in many uh, of the accelerator/incubator
0: mm-hmm. programs. But it could also be a huge waste of time if there's not a good fit or you don't have uh, done your homework properly, right? Uh, correct. But you know, as
1: a startup, it's always the same. You need to stop when you see it's not for you. I mean, we bring you something on the table or they bring you something on the table, maybe. They might bring you some corporates visiting you uh, during the acceleration program. As a startup, you need to be able to say it's not for me or it's not the kind of corporates we need. And the corporate the same, by the way. So it's a, it's, it's a curation, it's a matchmaking process, which might happen in an incubator of a longer phase or in an accelerator of a shorter phase, as I said. but of course, um, you need to make sure you're going to the right accelerators, you need to make sure you... So also part of the due diligence as a startup would be to look at the corporates in the background. If there are all your customers already, then you might lose your time if you're looking for new corporates. It's very simple. So it's part of the due diligence. If there are only foundations, you know, and you were looking for corporates, then don't be surprised when you start the program. So really look at your clear objectives and how they are of the setup is. Uh, otherwise you might be disappointed, definitely. I will also look at the coach, you know, and, and what kind of investors might join in the program. All this kind of stuff, do your own due diligence, Mm -hmm.
0: definitely. Otherwise you will be badly surprised. Then we would also like to focus a bit on the involvement, how you actually work with these programs. So Cedric asked, how much equity will I give up when I join an accelerator? I know this probably also depends on the case, but maybe you have some rough estimations uh, or ranges that you can give to our audience.
1: Hey, no, (laughs) Cedric, there is no one answer, unfortunately. It's between zero and ten, I would say. You have some accelerators, uh, start a bootcamp. They're really taking, if I'm not wrong, five or seven, five. Mm -hmm. And they're giving you something. Uh, There are some others, they don't take any equity. Kickstart, the one in Switzerland, mainly, they don't take equity. Mm -hmm. They give you services, they give you access. As a startup, I have the feeling... If you're also a second-time entrepreneurs, I would prefer uh, to go for a zero-equity program with strong mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the feeling uh, because, of course, you're able to raise quicker some money uh, which you might not need for, from the programs. Right. On the other side, it might be a nice access in such an incubator accelerators if you're maybe a first-time entrepreneur or second-time in a new market. Uh, then, then it might be a good approach to give some equities. Mm-hmm. But the answer is between zero and 10. And here also part of the due diligence, look uh, at what they are offering you. Look really and speak with start speak with ex start of the program, you know, and
0: ask them, hey, was it worth yes or no and why? It's part of the due diligence. Then Larson asked, are all programs full-time and how long do they actually take place? So we heard in the first question, there's a difference regarding the time, like how long they actually take. Uh, but first, let's tackle the, uh, the full-time question. Do all of the programs that you can participate in, do they require you to be there full-time or how does that work? Uh, actually, right now, it's the market is expanding.
1: It's an inflation, as I say you will find everything pretty much. Look at the big kind of incubator because over a long time, over some months, mm-hmm. it's a virtual incubator, uh, which is, by the way, a very good one in Switzerland, in the space uh, area. They have some great startups and doing a great job in Europe for the ESA. And this is a virtual incubator, as they call themselves. So you don't have to go to ETH on site and work there, uh, 12 hours a day, it's virtual. You will find some other incubators, you should go there. This is also the way you might profit mm-hmm. from the incubators, from the coach, uh, etc., from the trainers. Accelerators also very different. Some of them must challenge, the, you will have to stay pretty much, if they have not changed their model, uh, three months on site. Mm-hmm. Some others, like the Kickstars, is over seven to nine weeks. But you you only here in Switzerland two or three weeks. And the rest, you have contact with the coach and trainers and vertical leaders virtually. So pretty much right now, everything possible. And it's also part uh, of your due diligence. My feeling is incubator is something different. You really want to go somewhere with a, some, with a very intensive coaching process, then go for this kind of program. Uh, Accelerator is more time to time, you know, having really a a boost. It's a boost over a short time, and then you go alone on the next level. And there you find, again, everything. Some programs I know in other countries, they take three weeks, and then you're back. Mm -hmm. Everything possible,
0: it's part of the due diligence. So find uh, the right fit for you, basically. Yeah, r-
1: find the right fit. Also, are you looking for something very intensive, you know? Mm. You, you need coaching, you need trainers, you want to go to workshops, then choose a program where you might spend some months. Maybe mm. it's the way you will progress. If, you, if you're if you an experienced entrepreneur, you have good track record, you have mm. so much to do, but you look rather for specific stuff, you know? Access to some investors, access to some corporates, then a program over seven weeks with a three weeks on site might be better for you,
0: right. depending on your situation. Now let's imagine that we just went through a program. Successfully, we managed to uh, go through all of the required stages. How do we at the end determine whether the program was a success for our company or not? What would you recommend there?
1: So the first point is, have you defined your objectives before starting? Good point. <laughs> if not, it's not <laughs> going to be a success, of course, but then it's maybe not a good way to go. No, it's really about defining your own objectives. And of course, in a later stage, it's a lot about do you have new customers, do you have new investors? At the end of the day, it's about the top line first, always the top line first, and then getting enough liquidity. So if you get good on these ones, depending on your product, you know, and maybe finding new hiring also in the program, huh? which is also interesting, you really need to define your KPIs. You know, you, you, this is about your objectives and then go back on them and look, okay, are we there, close to them or not at all? But I think it's, it's a lot about the customers and investors and new insights,
0: uh, maybe new hiring, as I said. I know this is again, very case specific and heavily depends on your business model, et cetera, but what would be a, a sort of a good example of what you can realistically expect? from top-line revenue or new customers during such a program? Like, is it realistic to get one more customer or hundreds of new customers? Depending on B2B, B2C, I'm fully aware of that. But is there a rough estimation, maybe of a success story that you heard, how many new revenue that the startup closed or how many new customers that they won in such a program?
1: Yeah, it's very depending. But let's take some examples. If you are a B2B case uh, and you go in such an acceleration program, for example, you meet let's say 20 new corporates, Mm -hmm. which is quite fantastic. 20 meetings with corporates, for me, it's one of the highest added value. 20 meetings within three months, good luck for getting them outside of it. You know, the sales life cycle might be very long until you get there. So it's maybe one of the advantage. From 20 customers, let's look at the funnel. It's not rocket science. You'll get three new customers. And maybe not during the program, it might take a bit longer, but it's already a big success. So you you won't you won't it, you won't get huge, you know, increase. It's also not possible. Let's face it. But if you're good in sales in marketing, you are prepared. You are B 2 B case. Uh, then and you have 20 new meetings. I think it's already a good success, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Always to, to always compare it with. No program, you know. So, how much time, how much effort? It might be less, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's always good. It might be less, but if you want to get 20 meetings outside of an acceleration incubation program, what is the effort I will have,
0: and compare it? Closely linked to that is also, you know, the the resources, the time, and the, maybe also the money that you put in there. Um what are good and fair terms for startups to look out for? As you mentioned, some programs are even like they don't take any equity. Do you not have to pay for them at all? Is it just freely and sponsored? What's a good uh, what are good and fair terms for startups?
1: I think good, good terms are maybe zero equity, but I don't want to say equity is always bad, but right. it might be a good way of starting. Mm-hmm. and then and then after, I will really look at the number, the number of workshops. The number of, of meetings, the number of events, uh, meetings with investors, with corporates, this kind of stuff, because it's only about engagements and meeting new peers, you will learn something. If you go in a program and you stay you know, somewhere in, on your corner around and there is no interactions, mm-hmm. uh, then you will go back and say, what was that? Yeah. So look really at the services they will offer you, uh, and not in terms of money, Maybe they might pay you the trip, the hotel, it's fine. Uh, but it's not the main reason to go there, to do sightseeing. It's really about the interactions in the, in the domains you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then I will go really in the due diligence, as you mentioned, and ask for details and do my own calculation. It's yeah. the way you can measure if the, the,
0: the benefit is good for you or not. And to sort of conclude this episode, um, I would like to bring up another question of Cedric Waldborger. And he asked, why should I not join an accelerator or incubator? I think this will give us a great summary from the important points that you just mentioned the minutes before. Okay, fantastic. You
1: know, accelerators, incubators are part of the ecosystem. It's part of the development of, let's take now the Swiss ecosystem, 2,500 startups, about 300 new per year depending again on the definition, but it's fantastic about 1 billion investments, uh, equity investment per year. So we have a nice development top five uh, country in Europe. And part of it are incubators, accelerators. I think a reason why you shouldn't go maybe is the first one, you don't have the right mindset to learn. So it's really important is one to be curious. If you have the impression you know what you have to do, don't go in such a program. Mm-hmm. The second one also is your business is skyrocketing like hell. You know, so you're so under pressure, but positively say it. You have the hockey stick somewhere. Then you have so much work. You should avoid, uh, like also raising maybe too much money, or you should avoid going in such a program. It might be the second reason for that. And the third one is. If you do your really own due diligence, your experience, you know when you're looking for, you do your due diligence and you don't find the right programs, you know, like looking for investors, you have some killer, uh, showstopper or deal breaker criterias. Mm -hmm. And if it's the case, then don't go. Then wait, focus on your business. And later on, you might find a new program which might fit. There are the three reasons you should avoid going for such programs,
0: in my opinion. I think these are great points, and thank you so much, Nicola, for taking the time and answering the questions of our users. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I wish you all the best and lots of success with Digital Switzerland.
1: Uh, thanks again for inviting and looking forward uh,
0: for the next steps. Thanks, you, Silvan. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. With that, you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs finding and discovering the Swisspreneur Show as a podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Next week, we are traveling to outer space. We will visit Swiss the 12, a Swiss startup company located in Lausanne. They are producing, or actually 3D printing radio frequency communication components and they just got their first antennas into space in July this year, they opened a U.S. subsidiary to better serve that market, and they also recently closed an 18 million Swiss francs fundraising round. How they got there and what they actually did along the way, this is all the stuff that we'll talk about in next week's episode, so make sure to tune in again for an all-new episode of The Swiss Swisspiller Show.